Hello and welcome to Adulting Anonymous podcast. My name is Kutai and I'm so glad you could join us. On today's episode, I have a very special guest with me. And I'll tell you why this is special or dear to me. When I look back at my career, I remember just needing some sort of compass, some sort of help navigating, I guess, having joined the corporate world and, you know, all the challenges and, you know, the tears and the highs and lows that come with it. So on today's episode, I have a very special guest. Her name is Evita Nyandoro. And I'm just going to hand over her to introduce herself. But firstly, welcome to Poya, to Adulting Anonymous podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Kutai. It's my pleasure. So tell us um, more about yourself. Um, so I am first and foremost an author of a book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a big deal. Around exactly what you've spoken about, careers and how to navigate um life and ambition uh, mm. in our careers. Um, I'm also a chartered accountant. Yeah. Uh, having, yeah, being chartered accountants for uh, South Africa and for the UK. Nice. Um, I also uh, lead, uh, I'm also emerging markets reporting head at a global bank mm. here in South Africa, uh, looking after the emerging markets cluster, which covers uh, Sub-Saharan Africa, Middle East and North Africa, and uh, Turkey, Russia, Ukraine, and Kazakhstan, wow. so very a lot of lots of countries. And um, in my in part time, I'm also uh, a non executive director. Wow, I have my jaw dropped. You guys can't see me, but it's <laughs> dropped. <laughs> that is impressive. So you mentioned that you're a chartered accountant both in the UK and South Africa. Did you start in the UK? I actually started in South Africa. I oh, actually wow. studied in South Africa. I went to varsity in South Africa. Mm. And then I got my CASA. Mm -hmm. And then I moved across to the UK for a few years. Mm -hmm. And that's when I converted uh, to the UK one as well. Okay. But I've been very active um, on the UK chapter of the of, of the ICAEW. Okay. And that I'm actually their member representative in South Africa. <laughs> Guys, we are in good hands. I am just <laughs> excited about today. So tell me, what made you come back to South Africa after being in the UK? Start just only because everyone at this point in time wants to leave wants South to leave. Africa. Um, for me, the intention was never to uh, be in the UK for as long as I was. <laughs> I was supposed to go for six months. Yeah, I ended up staying for over three years. Wow. <laughs> But um, for me, Africa is home. Yes. Uh, I think this is uh, where the skills are required. Mm. And I found that my career progressed much faster in, in Africa, Africa yes. than it ever would have in the UK. Mm. So I think the one thing that I know a lot of people right now are leaving South Africa and or Africa generally and going to the UK, US, Canada, Canada. But the reality is those countries do not have a skills shortage. There's yeah. a skills shortage in Africa. Yeah. So your career will grow a lot faster um, in in Africa than it will in the in 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 the Western countries, mm. purely I because there's a lot of competition there. There's a p yeah, I hear you. Yes. Um, I'm just gonna backtrack. Um, you obviously did. You qualified as a CA in South Africa for the non-CAs. Um, we basically go through articles, right? Yes. Was articles your first experience of working in corporate? Article. Uh, okay. It my, it was my first. Um, what can I call it? My first professional job. 
I think what I'd done in when I was in varsity, I'd actually done other work. Okay. I'd worked as a waitress. Oh, nice. So I speak about it in the book about yeah. how my first job um, was as a waitress. And uh, uh, my mom stays in the UK. So mm. I was a waitress in the UK yeah. during, um, during school holidays. And at one of the places that I actually was doing one of those corporate lunches i was waitressing at a corporate lunch it yeah. was actually at deloitte oh nice so i ended up <laughs> look so at I the stars up, aligning <laughs> I, I ended up um so when i was looking for a place for articles in deloitte ended up being the place where i actually ended up doing my oh, articles that's so and how was that introduction into corporate for you so i had two introductions into corporate mm. uh so the introduction into corporate was when i was a waitress and i was just yes. looking at these people and wondering yeah. What do these people do? do? They look so serious. They look so serious. They look so they look so fancy. Yeah. They're all dressed up. They seem to be talking professional things. What is it they do? So that sort of piqued my interest in mm. uh, what 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 they did. And then there's the actual introduction into corporate when I was now starting out my working career at Deloitte. Um, mm. When it was it was a whole different board game mm. uh, where you you're now expected to to be serious at work yeah and but but I have to say I, I really enjoyed my time at Deloitte mm. um they 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 really took the time or at least the people that I worked with took the time to teach me what I needed to know mm. and yeah and then you wrote a book I mean I skipped so many stages because <laughs> <laughs> obviously you didn't just then write a yeah. book what inspired you to write your book. Um, so this book has been a long time. I mean, something that I've always wanted to do. Mm. And as I was going through my career, and I think all of us do it, yeah. we go through, we say, oh, no, I wish I could write this in a book. Mm. I wish I could talk about this. Mm. Um, I decided to do exactly that. Yeah. I decided to write about my experiences about my career, sort of whilst now when I'm somewhere in the middle of my career. Because mm. what many people tend to do is that they wait till the end of their careers mm. or when then when they've retired and they think they have the time mm. to then write a book about the experiences but the reality is that by that time they've long forgotten what it felt like when it was when they were at the start of their careers yeah. so they don't talk about those things about the at the start of their careers mm. um because they've long forgotten about and it you they're, kind of they're, they're, they're now looking at their careers sort of like in their twilight and yes. everything just looks rosy they've yeah forgotten they've forgotten the struggle the, they've forgotten <laughs> the struggle they've forgotten the lows of those yes. of those points and they don't write about it mm. and they don't give the appropriate advice about what you need to look out for what mm. you need to do to enhance uh, your prospects yes. and what else you'd 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 need to do to make it to make your life better at the start of your career and start in the middle of your career. Hi. So Hi. I decided to write about it. Now I took four months and I'm like I'm writing this book. Yeah. I wrote it in four months. Wow. And and then I had my first draft, which was my only draft. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then that was it. so th perfection. <laughs> I, I I let's just say I it was well planned out okay. so i i think i took a lot more time in planning what i was going to write about mm. and that really helped in in me not in, not having to do a lot of uh, rewrites and stuff you i love i love the 
the fact that you had it pre-planned, you took four months, etc. One day we'll bring you back for a masterclass on how to write a book. <laughs> I think we'll do that. There, there, there are actually people who, who, who help you because I actually joined a book writing club. Oh, yeah? And they held me accountable in terms of the number of words. So mm-hmm. I had to write 5,000 words a week. So it's sort of, it's sort of, they held me accountable to say, okay, fine. Uh, if you need to write a thousand words a day, do that. Or if you're going to just do it over the weekend or write your 5,000 words in a weekend. But I, I, that really helped me uh, stick to, to the timeline of writing the book in four months. And how was your balance like in writing? Did you take leave from work at home? Or did no. you tell them, forget I exist, no, I'm putting my head down? No, not at all. You but did. firstly, before we answer <laughs> that, how would you define balance? So, okay, fine. Maybe, maybe let me talk about the book first, okay. and then I'll talk about balance okay. later. Um, so in terms of writing the book, no, I didn't take time off. I was doing it whilst I was working. I wow. was writing the book after hours um, and over weekends. So mm. like I said, it, it was pretty much 5,000 words per week. No, 5,000 oh, uh, words per week. And then, um, so either, you can either do it, take two hours every day mm. and write, your word count for daily word count write a thousand words or so mm. or the weekend so okay. weekend you can pretty much do 10 12 hours and just write write yeah. the whole weekend and then you're done i respect <laughs> that i so respect that <laughs> and then um your second question was around balance so mm. around balance for me as a person who is a career professional mm. And who is also now uh, a new mother. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and I have the family, husband, people who rely on me mm. for, for certain things. It's just making sure that um, I'm seeing growth. Yeah. And everybody, everybody, no, no one is saying, I've not seen my mom or I've not seen my wife mm. for this long because she's just focused on work. Mm. And at work... They're seeing me deliver whatever they need to. Yeah. So getting that balance where no one is missing me and I'm enjoying myself. And how and, do you and, manage that? And no, you you I, I prioritize the right things at the right time. Mm. So if there's something that's happening in my life and it's a priority, I I, I switch off completely. Okay. So if I and I I tend to plan out my life like a, for the book, I said I need either two hours a day mm. or I need ten hours over the weekend, and I just plan it like that. Um, now, when it comes to life as well, if something is happening, if we have a birthday we need to celebrate, um, or if now when I was on maternity leave, yes. I completely switched off. Yeah. I did not look at my computer once. Oh. Uh, they they the guys at work knew that. If it is on maternity leave, yes. before she left, she handed over everything to these people. These people were given three, four months of training before she went on maternity mm. leave. So no one is floundering yes. and trying to figure out. So for me, that is balance, making sure that you get to enjoy different spheres of your life yes. and you get to deliver the, the results that you need to where you need to. I love that. Oprah says balance is understanding that you can have it all just not at the same time that that i think and that i is think true. that's a perfect summary of what you say you prioritize if whatever needs your attention then you attend to that and then you move on to the next thing yes. let's talk about your career did you always know i guess from seeing the weight uh, when you were waitressing and seeing the f- serious people did you always know you wanted to be a chartered accountant no i actually wanted to be a lawyer 
Wow. <laughs> I actually wanted to be a lawyer, mm. um, but my brothers were the ones who said to me, um, you might want to be a lawyer, but mm. you're in South Africa, you're a foreigner. Yeah. Um, you getting doing your law articles is not going to be possible because mm. it's reserved for permanent residents yes. or citizens only. So you'd much rather do accounting mm. because you'll get a job easier after that. And okay. they were they were right. I listened to what they said and I did exactly that. I did accounting. Any regrets? No regrets. <laughs> uh, absolutely no regrets. I'm so grateful to my to my siblings for yeah. for, for guiding me. Uh, absolutely no regrets because what I've actually managed to do with my career is even though I didn't get to do law, yeah. um, what I focused on in my career, which is around um, governance, audit, yes. um, even what is, is, is more aligned to what I would have probably have done if I was a lawyer anyway. Yes. So I've managed to still, still. manage to do what I want, right. wanted in my, sort of in my career. I might not have known it when I was in high school, but yes. it, the it stars aligned. The stars oh. aligned, and it worked out well. For someone who doesn't have great siblings like you, who to advise them on the career path to choose, what advice would you give them? I guess, um, in choosing the right career path. So, um, what I advise for um, people who might not have great siblings is look for the information. Mm. Some of it is um, you're not always going to be lucky. In in as as the next person, I was lucky to have great siblings who advised me, who had gone through that path and seen how difficult it was, and they could ad- turn around and advise me. Mm. But I would say to somebody who is in high school, uh, please just try and get as much information out there about the different career paths that are there, yeah, and try and see what you like and what you don't like, and also be also be accepting of the fact that sometimes. You might get it wrong the first yes. time. You, n- you might not get ev- You can never get everything uh, right the first time around. Mm. And just be patient with yourself if yes. you don't get it right the first time around. You can always change sort of things and learn through that process mm. um, where, where, where you, you're getting things wrong. I was about to say, like, it's so hard how society trusts a 17-year-old to choose the career that's going to... That's going to sustain ah, them for the rest of their lives. lives. I yeah. know, I know. It's, 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 it happens. Mm. Um, but what you decide is what, when you're 17 doesn't have to be the thing that you continue with when you're 23, 25, when you're 30, you can always change. And you're not stuck in the same place. I love that. Yes. Well, I'm going to speak about my experience in corporate. I'm, I'm fairly a newly... You know, corporate baby. I'm not trying to reveal my age. (laughs) (laughs) But my experience in corporate, like you said, I think for starters, it mainly depends on the people that you work with. And I like that you mentioned that um, when you say you enjoyed your time at Deloitte because not everyone has the same experience. Yes. Some people really meet, you know, the Draculas of corporate. Everyone meets the Draculas of corporate. Everyone. Actually, <laughs> you're right. Even, even I met the director. Like you definitely. L- literally met like, I'll be like, is this woman? Crazy? Is this a person? Is this a real person? Is this a real person? <laughs> Wait, what? what who hurt them yes. <laughs> before they came Exactly, exactly. Like, what's going on at home, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> who hurt you? Yeah, Did so something happen? So there's meeting the Draculas of corporate. There's obviously navigating how to... Um, 
how to evolve rather or like your book says transcend yes. into the next dimension for us i think because our path is you know pre you know it's it's written before you get there that after first year articles you do second year and then third year and then after third year you most probably go to overseas for like secondment and then you come back and then blah 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 it's pretty much like there's a there's a structure in which you go so you are trying as well to get to the next stage whilst being the best at what you do and it's a highly competitive um in this well environment also coupled with a whole lot of perception management um with skills like i mean for some of us the basic excel skills that you need to you know do your working paper faster and then from there you have to then manage that perception and say make sure the next person you're working with rates you a high um, rating, you know, the performance evaluation process. Um, it may not be the same in all industries, but I think it's this, It's more or less, you it's know, more or less. it's more or less it's more the less same. Standard, yeah. I, I think for me, my huge shock in corporate came with my, obviously with my first introduction to my first Dracula, and it was a male, white, um, male, white um, colleague. And I just remember feeling like I was being put on the spot and I couldn't help but separate, I guess, my black woman, my identity, basically, from the way I was treated in relation to my other counterparts who were probably male or white or female. I guess I want to understand how did you navigate, because then you then worked in the UK where you were probably, you know, one of the few black yeah, people the only that, person. <laughs> yes, in the boardroom. How did you navigate that, um, you know, that what comes with being a black woman in such powerful boardrooms? Because you find yourself sitting with CFOs, CEOs, CEOs, you know, big shots. And here you are also just trying to, you know, make it. How did you manage that? Um, so one thing that I've constantly tried to take out of this is that all of these people are just human beings. Okay. Um, I think before I try and say X person is picking on me because I'm a black woman or whatever, mm. I, I tend to say they're just a human being. Mm-hmm. They are feeling something mm-hmm. in how they're responding to me or they, or they do not know what they... or they, they're not aware of uh, what they may be doing. Mm. Um, so I try not to take the, I try not to take, um, look at negatives first mm-hmm. in when, I, when, when, I, when I'm put on the spot. Yeah. I tend to try and look at the positive yeah. or at least the middle of the road approach of just putting this person as uh, exactly as that, as a human being. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe maybe just trying to speak to exa- to your example mm. around around race. Mm. Um, there are definitely areas, uh, instances where I've um, where I've ended up going. This person I think does not like black people. Yes, but before I got to that point, I went through the motions of saying, "Hang on a second, maybe this person just does not know that they are." 
are making me feel uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, let me inform them that they make they make inf- making me feel uncomfortable and what mm. it is that they're doing to make me feel uncomfortable. Mm. Um, I've pointed out to them, okay, fine, this is what you're doing. This is how it made me feel. This is how you treated me differently in relation to in in comparison to that other person. Mm. So I s- always start from a positive space. Yes. By the time I get to putting a label on somebody. Yeah. I will have exhausted every, every single every thing. single step <laughs> along the way yeah. before I get to a point where I say no sir you there is a problem There's with a you. There's a problem with you. But um and I know a lot of people would say no no but why do we have to give people the benefit of the doubt? Yeah. Because people are you, you, we're dealing with human beings. Mm. Somebody could be thinking the exact same thing about you. Mm. Somebody could actually be thinking that maybe you are standoffish. Yeah. And you have to realize that in these corporate spaces, especially when you were talking about the UK, mm. they've not had to deal with a lot of black people, black okay. females. They have, so you're so probably few their us. first you're experience. Or exactly. Yeah. So, so you can't take it all negatively. Mm. Start with the positive, mm. And then by the time you get to the negative, make sure that it's 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 it's... There is a need for it to for you to identify it as a negative, yeah. And in also even after you've identified it as a negative, find constructive ways to deal with it. To have the hard uh, conversations. To have the hard conversations mm. and explain why what it is that they're doing, uh, so that maybe and sometimes there's we talk about unconscious bias. Yes. A lot of times, it actually is unconscious bias yeah. because they they've just generally not have had to deal with. Um, a lot of uh, senior black women, mm. especially in my instance, at at that at in in in, in the same space. Yeah. Um, I mentioned that I work a lot. Um, I, I do a lot of work with uh, across emerging markets. Yes. Some of it is actually even cultural. Yes. So y- you can imagine um, in the Middle East where mm. the rights of women are not exactly as highly yeah. regarded as everywhere else. Yeah. So that is a fact. That is a fact of their environment. Mm. So that's if their normal. That is their normal. <laughs> exactly. So when they're meeting you, a black person, a black woman, mm. you are you are asking them to, to actually put what they regard as normal aside mm. and deal with you as they would with a white male. Okay. So so that is 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 a different. They're not going to desensitize themselves and say, mm. oh my gosh, a black woman is entering the room. Exactly. Let's maybe not use this word. Let's it's sign off and continue. say kind regards. It's conti- so, it's, yeah. it's, so those are the things that you have to be mindful around mm. and just make sure that you understand all of these sort of dynamics yes. before as you're engaging with different people across across the board. I think that's a recipe for success. I'll definitely be using that. Yes. I love that because it also speaks to self-awareness. It speaks it to you being aware of the environment that you're working in, the people that you're working with, I guess, like you mentioned, cultural differences, etc. Yes. And I guess in the event that it's not all of that, you also told us that we could have the hard, dif- uh, the difficult conversations. Yes. If you've eliminated everything else, then it's time to have the hard conversations. But one thing that I don't advise is just for you to just try and ignore it. Mm. Have the hard conversations. They will be exactly that hard, mm. but you just need to do it. Thank you for that. <laughs> so you speak a lot. I guess you mentioned your book speaks to uh, pe- people that are like just entering the workplace as well as people that are in the middle 
Yes, of, middle of their careers. Of their careers. Yes. What are some of the success habits that you speak of in your book that you can share with us to just help us, you know, for example, if I'm probably like one of the, like person who just started their career and I'm finding it very difficult, f- I guess, firstly, to stay motivated to, you know, um, strive for excellence and be my best self. What are some of those success tips you can share? So I talk about quite a few of them, but mm-hmm. for now, I'll just maybe highlight three of them. Please. First one, your health is your wealth. Mm. If you are not healthy and this is physical and mental health, you will not be able to succeed. Mm. So that is critical. Uh, uh, And I think it also speaks to balance. Yes. So you need to be mindful around your physical and your mental health, making sure that you're not bottling things up when Mm. you talk about mental health. You find people who you can communicate with and and who can actually assist you when you're not feeling well. Yes. If you're not feeling well physically, take the time off. That's why in... Every corporate, that's why there's, it's mandated everywhere in the world. Mm. Sick leave mm. is mandated. I have a lot of people who pile on sick leave thinking that sick leave makes them look weak <laughs> and they are at work every I day. I used to be one of those. No. I used to be one take of Take the time off. If you're not feeling well, mm. take the time off for your body to fully recover because if you do not fully recover, one day your body is going to stop for you. Mm. <laughs> it will tell you. It will tell you. It will tell you in the most <laughs> impolite way. <laughs> and now you, you can't do the job. Now yeah. you can't do the job. Yeah. So your health is your wealth. So for me, that is the most critical thing. Mm. Um, another big thing that I like talking about is um, communication. Yes. Communication determines who leads and who is going to be led, pretty mm. much. Love that. Um, so communication, I know there are a lot, a lot of people are introverts. I'm an introvert. Really? But I've heard to learn how yeah. to, f- to flex being an extrovert mm. in different spaces. Fake um, it till you make it. <laughs> not necessarily f- faking it till you make it necessarily, but it's more in as much as we all can be introverts, we, we or not all of us, some of us can be introverts. Mm. A lot of us find ways that we are able to communicate, whether yeah. it is through very good, being very good listeners yes. and responding to what we have heard. Because you find some people who are extroverts are good and they are loud and they are they can talk very well, but, but they have not nothing good. for they've, sure. They've, they've no, they've not. They're not very good listeners. Okay. So you find that a lot of introverts are very good at listening mm. and they are very good at reacting. And that's also a superpower. And that is that is part of communication. Yes. So communication is not just about talking. Mm. Active listening is part of communication. Okay. And you find that you have to do a lot less talking, mm. but you are a lot more effective at it. Nice. So so. Tend to look at what your what your strengths are when it comes to communication, mm. and work on your strengths. Uh, not everybody is the same. Yes. So th- for me, that is um, communication determines who leads and who is going to be led. And communication is not just about talking. Mm. It's about all forms of communication, verbal, nonverbal. How you how you how when you walk into the room, where do you sit? What is it that you do? Mm. When are the thing? What are the things that you raise? You don't have to raise ten things. You can just raise one thing, yeah. and that is one powerful thing that you need to do. So just be mindful about how you communicate, and also identifying the, the especially when you're at your junior levels or middle levels, and you're speaking to seniors, 
working with the communication styles that they like to work with, mm. just being able to identify those yeah. and saying, okay, fine, this manager or this 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 person likes emails or yes. this person likes phone, phone calls. calls. Yes. Just just learn learn, learn those things <laughs> and adapt. Yes. And at some point in time you'll be able to dictate those things as well. Mm. But just understanding and being mindful of those things is part of communication. Um the third thing that I would talk to is continuous learning. Yes. Uh, making sure that you're always um learning new things mm. and learning some of the old habits you might have. Yeah. So uh, there used to be this guy I, I worked with. Uh, we talked about uh, unlearning, relearning. I've forgotten the third thing you were talking about. But learning, unlearning, and relearning. Mm. Uh, some of the some of the some of the things that you need to do. So just continuous learning mm. is one of the things that will see you be successful in your career. Mm. Being open minded to um, what is out there, different ideas, yes. things that you don't know. Mm. Um, being open-minded to all of that. So that, for me, is uh, those are the th three key things I would focus on in my career around um, uh, for, for greater success. Oh, thank you for sharing that. It's speaking to me because I need that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I need that. Um, you mean, you, you sw I, I love that you started with health is wealth. And I guess um, we are only in April. And I've been talking to like my friends People are burnt out. People are stressed. There's a lot going on in the world yes. right now. Just yesterday, the Reserve Bank hiked up. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a shock. <laughs> they hiked up. I wasn't shocked because someone released the dates where they're going to hike. Apparently, we've got four more dates this year. Away. Is it four days? I, I know they say. The thing is, we're, we're expecting a 25 basis point, not 50, 50. basis. Not exactly. 50. <laughs> we're like 25 basis points. We can do 25. <laughs> so there's a lot that's going on. And I guess when you want to look at people's personal lives as well, you know, I'm, very, I'm not oblivious to the different setups or settings that people live in. Yeah. Some people live with abusive partners. Some people have kids they have to take care of. And it's mommy, mommy. You know, it's dad, dad, dad. Yes. And as a result, you find that people are, we're in April, like we're in March. This is the last day of March. And April, we're getting into the second quarter and people feel like they need December right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those people. I'm, I'm people. You see, and I guess with all this fatigue and everything, the external noises and internal noises, like you mentioned, mental health becomes an issue. And it's been a rising thing, I guess, um, especially with having just come out of COVID since 2020. Yes. What would you say um, the, the, the effect on our career development or on our careers is and how can we as individuals, I guess, position ourselves better to cope with these? Or how have you done it, rather? Because um, so you're still standing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so for me, I think first thing first, being mindful around physical and mental health. Mm. That's the first thing. And then, so there's one, being mindful that there are things that will stress you out, yes. acknowledgement. And then, if they are there, acting on them. Mm. So I think a lot of people, especially when we start talking about careers, people are afraid to look weak. weak yes, in, in inverted commas. <laughs> yes. Um, it's 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 people are afraid to look weak because they especially when it comes to mental health, mm. people are afraid to say, "Hang on a second or just speak up and say, "Guys, 
I need some time off. Mm. I need to deal with some things. Mm. So that's the part of uh, one acknowledgement that I, I say for now, it's start there. Mm. Start by acknowledging the fact that you may have a problem. Yes. I think one thing that COVID was very good at was was that um, it gave people that ability to actually speak out and mm. say, you know what, I have issues here. Mm. It was no longer stigmatized. Yes. To actually say, I'm have, I have an issue, I need to work from home, I need to do this. Yeah. So peop- it's now a lot easier for people to acknowledge yeah. that they have an issue. Yes. Secondly, actively work on the issue. If you have identified that you have a problem, if you need to take time, the time off, Ask for the ta- time take off. the time off. Yeah. Take the time off. If you need to seek professional help, seek professional help. Yeah. That's why the therapists are there. Mm. To, if you need, it might not be as, as severe as having to speak to a therapist. Speak to somebody who's going to help you. Yeah. If it's physical, if it's physical, I find that if it's physical, it's it's a lot easier because your body just stops. So yeah. you're forced to actually just take the time off and and rehabilitate mm. your body. But your mind, I think a lot of people normally don't take the time to rehabilitate their mind but simple things like taking leave yeah. taking your your leave days take your leave days they're there for a reason there there's a reason why especially in south africa they are mandated they're, mm. they're, they're how do we overcome that i mean i i notice that as you progress and as you and as you climb up the corporate ladder you beca- it becomes easier for you to take the leave days but for us that are entering this market, it's kind of scary. I worked with a partner who would tell us, you can take the leave, you can get pregnant, you can take maternity leave, but just know it will affect your career, you know? And I think that's... It's always going to affect your it's career. Going <laughs> I, 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 would, I would like to challenge that partner who says it's going to affect your career. Whether you whether you take the maternity leave now or later, it will still, ca- it, still uh, impact your career. Exactly. So you decide what's important because at times it's not going to be possible to have it all at the same time. Mm. But it shouldn't stop you from 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 balancing your work and your life. I hear yeah, but I I I would really like to challenge the person who says don't take the leave mm. because if you don't take the leave, believe me, you are going to take the leave and it's going to be forced forced leave. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I, for me, it doesn't make sense uh, at all. I, I've been that person. I, I write about it in the book as well. I've been that person who, who used to work crazy hours. Yeah. I really used to work crazy hours. And I used to have a friend who worked even crazier hours <laughs> up until she, she actually had heart heart condition. <gasps> no. no, she she actually had a heart condition. Oh no. And she actually her heart pretty much pecked out. <laughs> That's scary. So, so if you're if listening, you, this yes. is your sign. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you don't stop, your body will at some point stop for you. Mm. And I've seen, I've, I, I've seen another guy who we used to just think, oh, this guy is eccentric. Mm. Um, he just talks crazy. No, he was actually bipolar. Oh no! <laughs> and he. Oh no! <laughs> no, he was actually bipolar, and he just had not been diagnosed. Wow. But we used to, used to write him off as, "Oh no, he's oh no, he's a little bit over the top." No, he was not over the top. He was and, but he knew it. He knew there was something wrong. He just didn't want to go and confront it. And tap into but it. at some point, 
he literally had a complete meltdown in front of the client and no. threw the chair at the client. No. Oh, <laughs> so those are some of the things where I say, if you do not take care of your physical and mental health, at some point, you'll be forced to. You'll be forced to. <laughs> and it will be at the most unfortunate time. Whereas oh. had you taken the time off before, can you be would avoided, have, yeah. it can be avoided and you would have dealt with it in a much more appropriate and more professional way. Wow. Yes. Ah! <laughs> okay, I never heard that. I no. Clearly, I haven't worked enough. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. You come across these things. It's those people you kind of go like, what wow. happened? What happened to you this morning? What happened to you at home? <laughs> at some point, they're going to snap yeah. and they're going to do some things that are so inappropriate. Mm, that's yes. crazy. Um, I want to talk about something important, I guess, in our corporate spaces. Um, performance evaluation. Yes. Um, we basically work with people. They give you feedback. You work on it, criticism, constructive criticism. Yes. And I guess you being the, po from your previous answers, being the positive, I want to rule out the part where it's actually constructive criticism and, you know, I flopped and I can take the feedback. But even actually in both instances where it is constructive and when it's personal, because yes. sometimes it is personal, yes. how does one bounce back from negative performance evaluation sessions? Because I think most of the times it does tend to demoralize a person. It causes self-doubt. And I mean, if it affects things like your bonus, your promotion, there's an element of rejection also that comes in there. How yes. does one bounce back from that? Um, so... On that, I always go back to people are human beings. <laughs> human beings are human beings. Yeah. Um, you, and you also have to accept the fact that you're also a human being. Sure. So you are going to take things. The first response, first instinct is to, is to take things personally. Yeah. But I always say when you have received bad news, mm. try to take some time away from it. Okay. Park it. Don't try to deal with it immediately. Mm. Um, after you've had some time to sort of calm down from the emotional high mm. of this of this news, when you're better able to process it, then try to process it because you you find that you you look at it more constructively and objectively and objectively mm. when you are not so emotional. Mm. Sometimes when we read, receive bad PRs, hmm. we have to accept that sometimes we have been bad. Exactly. Sometimes exactly. we actually have been bad. <laughs> and we, we sucked. Are, you know, we <laughs> completely sucked at what we're doing. Yeah. And it's time to review why we sucked at it. Mm. Um, why we sucked at it. Mm. Sometimes it's something that we don't necessarily like. Yeah. So think about it. Because sometimes you think about it, somebody gives you a bad review and then you take time and you think about it and you're like, okay, fine, you know what? Maybe I did suck a little. Exactly. Or I did suck a lot. Mm. Why did I suck at it? Mm. I'm doing something that I don't like. It's time to move away from that something that you don't like. Yes. Or accept that, you know what? I don't like this thing. I have to do it. Mm. But, okay, fine, let me try to do the best that I can and get an average rating for it because yeah. it's something that I don't like. Because okay. we're not going to like everything, everything that we that do. We do yeah. We're not going to like everything that we do. Right. Secondly, it can be that, um, yeah, we 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 think we didn't think we sucked. Mm. Get a second opinion. Okay. Get a second opinion because sometimes you are rating yourself highly. Yeah. But what you are actually 
putting out or what you're, how other people are perceiving it mm. is not what you think you're doing. Okay. Get a second opinion. If you don't necessarily agree with that person, try and try go back to that same person to give you a better elaboration of what what you didn't deliver. Mm. Because some some of it might be in the understanding or expectations. They expected it to be done a certain way because that's how they've seen it. Yeah. You were doing it in a certain way because that's what you thought you should how you should do it. Try to get full feedback from the person who is giving you a negative review yeah. because they will be better able to explain to you what it is they were expecting and why you did not deliver on their expectations. And then you take that feedback And then you forward. take that feedback, take that feedback fully. Mm. If you don't quite understand, try and get a second opinion as well to mm. actually say, sorry and so has given me this feedback especially if somebody that you have worked worked with in mm. the same project and then they can also highlight okay maybe you try this try that try th- try this as well okay if you have exhausted all of those <laughs> things and if it's just somebody who's just giving you a bad review for the sake of giving you a bad review mm. that is their problem not yours okay but then make sure you have exhausted everything else yeah and you have identified what it is that you you should you should you should have done mm mm-hmm. Uh, or you did, mm-hmm. uh, make sure that you're comfortable with what you should have done. And if you were to replicate it in a different setting, yeah. that you would get the result that you you, you would want. Okay. But I, I always start from human beings, in as much as human beings are human beings, I don't think everybody, anybody wakes up every day and says, I want to go and make, make Kudzai's mm. life miserable. Mm, you'd be and surprised. I, I, I would. I personally sub- haven't uh, come across it, but I have seen mm, it at play. I don't. I here's what I I I I used to believe that yeah. that this person just woke up and decided they want to make <laughs> my life miserable. But I don't think people wake up thinking that I'm going to go. It, it might happen because something is happening with Aye. them, but I don't think it's outright deliberate all the time. Yeah, someone said you overestimate and, your importance. And, and it's not exact, really that exactly. deep. <laughs> it's not that deep. It's not, yeah. you're not that imp- you are important, but, but not like that. Not, not like that. Not like I that. Unless if you're dealing with a sociopath, and there are very few of those. True. They are there, True. but very, very few of those. I want to take a break from the corporate questions. I want to ask, how do you define purpose? Oh my God, that is such a deep question. <laughs> <laughs> um, purpose. Mm. Oh wow. Um, for me, purpose is. I think I don't define purpose as as a lifelong thing. I define my purpose as what I need to do in the moment. Okay. So so that's why. <laughs> It's it's a similar question to uh, how do you want to be re- what do you want your legacy to be how mm. do you want to be remembered when you when you're gone for me it's about purpose my purpose is to be there for my purpose is being in the moment present I yeah. think being present in the moment being there for my family yeah. being there for my friends and being there present in my career being present in what I am doing. Nice. That is that I that is how I define my purpose. I don't have long ended. Oh, I want to do this. <laughs> I want to be remembered like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's about where doing the at. best that I can where I am. Oh, like and, that. And 
my my legacy will be defined about me doing the best that I could in the moment that I was in. Mm, I that's, love that. That's good. That's so that's, that's, that in. That's that's, that's <laughs> That, that's for and me. And I guess it shows up in every aspect of your life because wherever you are, I'm you're present. Strive, striving to be present yes. and I'm showing fully, up. I am fully present in what I'm doing. I try not to do things that I don't like. If, if, I'm, if I find something that I'm, if I'm doing something that I don't like, mm. I tend to stop. I, I, I suck at it so much, <laughs> I stop. <laughs> Okay, so my last question before we wrap up is basically you are, I'm going to say it, you're a big shot. I am inspired I'm, I'm by... I'm not so sure if I'm a big shot. I'm a, I'm a middle shot. Do you have a book, <laughs> do you have a chapter in your book about owning your, your achievements and modesty? <laughs> no, I don't. You should. <laughs> the next book, we want to see that chapter. But yeah. No, obviously, because people like us look up to you, right? Oh, and you. we are inspired by your journey. I guess my question is that there's a lot of, ways you can get to the top in quotes in quotes there's yes. uh, you you gave us some of the tips how important is networking in order because uh, let me tell you why i ask there are these work functions that we all that that are set up right and yes. i've noticed that some of us tend to shy away from attending these work events yes. we just want to remain unseen i want to do my job head down and then i leave i get paid that's it um, when there's a work function, I probably won't attend. If I attend, I just um, gravitate towards the people I already know, which are probably my peers, which probably don't have a say in my promotion or where yes. I end up. How do how important is networking? Networking is crucial. Yeah, that's if not the answer <laughs> I was hoping. Yeah, no, networking <laughs> is crucial. Uh, networking is crucial uh, for for your continued. Uh, career success. Mm. Um, <laughs> and when I, when you think of your network, mm. I, I think at times we only think about um, our seniors. Yeah. But try to think of your network as exactly that. It's a network. Is a is a. I think of it as a spider web. Yeah. It's not just. It's not just upwards. Yeah. There are people who can help you. For example, you mentioned your peers. Yeah. They, you can have your peers in other departments. Mm. They are part of your network. There are people outside of your company. They are part of your network. They will tell you, oh, there's a role that's come up here. So remember, your your path, your career going up is not one way. It's not yes. just a ladder. It it's can also, also be. It can also be. Yeah, it can also be horizontal. Yes. And. Um, it 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 can there are different ways that you're gonna uh, go, uh, that you're gonna um, get career success. Mm. So it's important to attend those 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 networking sessions. Oh, man. But they're not <laughs> the only. No, but hang on a second. They are not the only. They are not the only ones. If you feel like you're not so comfortable in mm. that setting, find other settings that you're comfortable. Okay. There are ones where it can be. A women's association that you may, may, may be a little bit more so comfortable with. Mm. There might be others that, uh, various examples. Yeah. But find that space. Make sure that you keep talking to different people. Mm. Just don't talk to your peers only. Yes. Speak to various people. Build your network. Okay. There are other ways of interacting with your seniors. 
sponsorships, mentorships. Mm. Sponsorships are a lot more difficult. <laughs> you are not very good at communicating. Yeah. You really need to work on those. But mentorships, mm. they are the formalized mentorships. They're the informal ones. Yeah. Work on those. Mm. Those are the, the different ways you can speak to your seniors. They're internal mentorships, external mentorships. Mm. But networking, for you to get that career success, you are not going to do it without without network, without somebody speaking up and advocating for you. And you can only do that if you are actually um, speaking to those people, getting them to know you. Mm. But if they're not getting to know you, they can't speak on your behalf. Yeah, that's yes. important. That's deep. It's I could sit here and talk to you all day because I just want to like learn. <laughs> I just want to <laughs> learn. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Um, just to round up, what advice would you give on, I guess, future work and how individuals can prepare for, like, I guess, the job market in the future? And you can link it to what you tell us in your book. Okay. Because I'm a fan. <laughs> um, so future work, automation, yeah. AI, it's here. Mm. We, we chat, chat, GBT, yeah. chat, GP. GPT, yeah. GPT, chat, GPT, AI is here. Yeah. So we, and I think it, this goes back to the point I made about learning, unlearning, learning, unlearning, relearning, yes. just making sure you keep ahead of the curve or at least you're on the, <laughs> you're, you're riding that curve. Yeah. <laughs> so we, 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 we just need to continuously be relevant. Yes. Because in as much as you learned something 10 years ago, five years ago, if it's no longer relevant, there's no point to you. If I can get a mission to do it, what do I need you for? Exactly. So you need to learn whatever the new thing that is there, you need to learn it. Uh, we're here doing a podcast. This mm. wasn't there five, ten years, years ago. ago. Mm. So just being part of what is happening mm. and making sure that you are not closing yourself off to things that used to be there a hundred, well, 20 years ago and yeah. you're still you're still talking about excel yeah Excel is nothing it's excel, not yeah excel is now it's now expected as a yeah we it's we basic it's basic <laughs> yeah so make sure that you're con continuously learning mm. what you need to and you won't have to worry so much about the the changes that are changes that are happening in the work world because you're you're staying current yeah Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Any pearls of wisdom before we sign out? I'm really just inspired. I, I don't I, know if you're listening to this and you don't feel like you can conquer <laughs> the world right now. I don't know. I, I think when I'm talking about pearls, um, all I can say is look for the book. Um, read more about it. Uh, yes. Read more in the book. Um, yeah. You can find it on all your Bookstores, all the big stores is now in all the bookstores. Well uh, you can find it on Amazon, or take you can find it take. Um, I'm not sure if it's on Take a Lot actually. Hmm, I need to check. Okay, but uh, all the bookstores definitely. Yeah, uh, on Amazon and the ebook is also on Amazon. I just got my copy, so I'm gonna it's post it on our Instagram oh, page. Perfect. Oh, and perfect! You can and see how it looks like. Yeah, yes. and then or, or you can get it directly from. The website for the book. Okay. Um, I'll share the details with you. And then I'll post it. Oh, thank you very much. And thank you everyone for listening. And thank you. Thank, for thank you so much, Kazai, for inviting me. Oh, thank you. <laughs>